You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Andrew Leopold, last time we talked to you, you were, I don't know, neck deep, maybe waist deep in the search for Wang Wang. And now you have a new venture called Film Safari. And I'm very curious, what is Film Safari? Well, Mike, <laughs> let me tell you, it's, yeah, it has been a, a wild ride over the last six years, I think, since I was doing a, a Kickstarter campaign in 2013. You know, a couple of documentaries later, couple of failed projects, um, you know, a couple of things in limbo, scratching my safari hat and thinking, well, you know, what, what the hell do I do in 2019? The documentary I'm working on in the Philippines at the moment, the one on the Marcos family funding porn in the 80s, that uh, kind of ran into a few roadblocks, not surprisingly, in the Philippines, not the most popular subject, especially around election time. <laughs> so I thought, Man, I've I've got to do something. I mean, I'm I'm not a creature to be able to sit around just passively watching TV. I need something to keep the brain wrapped around. So I thought, well, I've been going some place like you know Europe, Asia, Mexico, especially. My God, that that place blew my mind. And as I was, you know, sitting in in the crypt of San Angel, looking at the mummies, twelve sentient. <laughs> corpses guarding the crypt of San Angel, who were also in a mass wrestling movie. I thought, my God, I would love to be sharing this with people. Why don't I take people on related guided tours of all of these amazing places that I'm visiting? That's where Film Safari was born, the desperate need to share all this good shit, you know, with um, fellow film freaks and travelers. When I submitted the project to Kickstarter, they said, no, this is too much like a business. This isn't a creative endeavor. This is just you trying to make money. So no. And this was only a couple of days ago. And I thought, my God, <laughs> the whole business model has suddenly collapsed. So right now, I've uploaded the promotional video, taken all of the references out to Kickstarter. And I'm basically doing this. I'm winging it now with an email address <laughs> and, and hoping that uh, enough people have enough confidence in the idea to be able to uh, subscribe via email. So there we go. This is, this is the great 2019 experiment and seeing if we can um, get a bunch of folk into an air conditioned van and take them around some good places. I don't know if it's people putting their faith in the idea or people putting their faith in you. Why should people give you their hard earned cash? That really is the $64,000 question. Well, for one thing, I've, I've been there. I've done the hard yards, especially to Spain and Mexico. I mean, I've, I've pretty much walked in every pathway that we're going to go on film safari. I know the people don't know the language, but luckily I've got a couple of locals who do. I've got a head full of arcane film knowledge that I'm able to pull out at a second's notice and relate it to where we're standing. So that is, I guess, the, the first 
answer to the question. The second answer is, man, you know, we, we had a successful crowd for Wang Wang, which delivered, you know, I'm, I, I've been able to write and uh, produce books. And so it's not like I'm the sort of person who has a crazy idea and has no idea how to put that into reality. I have uh, an ability of being able to pull these mad ideas out of the universe and make them manifest. I guess that that's the two-part answer to that question. I I'm I know I'm going to be able to pull this off, and not just in Spain and Mexico. I'm already tilling the soil to take people on a wild ride around Italy several times, and I'm talking to people in. Uganda and Ghana about maybe doing a film safari West Africa at some point. You know, the beauty is it's, it's not just Spain and Mexico. It's anywhere that you can possibly tie film in that you might actually want to go to have an adventure in. So is this going to work like, uh, I don't know, like a cruise where people fly themselves to the location and then you take over from there? We pick them up in an air conditioned van and for the next eight days, you're in our hands. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you have to uh, pay for accommodation because I'm not going to tell you where you're going to sleep. Some people are going to be on a budget. Some people are going to be just throwing their Benjamins around going, you know, give me the swankiest place in Almeria that you can possibly find. And I'm also not going to tell you what you're going to eat either. But what we are going to do is take care of your every desire outside of food and accommodation. So it's going to be me in a pith helmet, basically taking a group of around about seven or eight. I think seven or eight is a is a very comfortable number to do a group experience like this with. We're essentially going to do the length and breadth of Spain. So first up, Film Safari Spain is is a pickup in Madrid. We go to Seville and then Almeria. Basically, you don't have to worry about you know accommodation or translations or or entry fees to any of the you know tourist locations. That that's we're we're taking care of that from Almeria and the deserts of Tabernas. We then head back up to the um, mountainous area north of Madrid to do Sad Hill Cemetery from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, the old western towns of A Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more, a um, place called uh, Hoyo de Manzanares. I swear to God, it's God's country up there. We then end up delivering you back in Madrid where you can continue on with a European adventure or, or, or head home with a head full of spaghetti western-themed memories. I don't know, whatever you want to do. But for that eight days, you're in my hands, and I'm going to make sure that you have the party of a lifetime. And tell me about the Mexico trip. Mexico is is wild, and discovered that not too many people are that familiar with the crazy psychedelic pop culture of Mexico. They kind of know it in passing, but the details are a little sketchy. So, it Mexico for film safari patrons is basically going to be an introduction to the wild world of Mexican. B films and psychedelic art and beer and tequila <laughs> and uh, centered around Mexico City because pretty much it's, it's one of the largest cities in the world and it it has everything that you could possibly want. Wrestling, <laughs> for one thing. It's got the world's biggest underground music market where, where I went a couple of times and seeing 200 stalls with LPs and, 
and and bootleg T-shirts, punk bands and metal bands playing in the car park. It it was just staggering. Only in Mexico City could they sustain something like that. But we are going up into the mountain town of Guanajuato because one of my favorite Mexican franchises is the Mummies of Guanajuato series. You know, it's it's various masked wrestlers, including Santo and Blue Demon, wrestling the resurrected mummies, mummified bodies of Guanajuato. And I don't know if you know the story of Guanajuato, but but there was a about 200 bodies that they dug up, paupers from pauper graves, uh, and they discovered that despite being under the ground for less than 100 years, their, their bodies had been mummified by the soil and the climactic conditions of, of Guanajuato. And so these these bodies were more or less intact. And uh, instead of burning them or, or, or mincing them up for dog food, they decided to turn them into a roadside attraction. And eventually the Mexican government said, my God, there are so many people coming to see these bodies. We're going to create a museum to house these bodies. And hence the Museum of the Mummies of Guanajuato. Of course, Mexican producers said, well, this, this is a great idea. Why don't we pit them against Santo, Blue Demon, and Mil Mascaras? <laughs> Why the hell not? And thus was born an entire series of Mexican wrestling horror films in the in the early 70s. If I signed up for this Mexico trip or the Spain trip, would you send me a list of, like, here's the movies you should watch before you get there, or maybe even, like, possibly some links where I could find these movies, those kind of things? Oh, absolutely. And in, And if you don't have time to watch them all, you will be presented with a hard drive full of films when you get there to watch on your laptop or, or to watch as a group in the actual locations themselves. It, it's always a good idea to do a little bit of prep. And of course, you know, I, I, I'm going to be sending you a short list of films to watch because we are going to be standing right there in that spot. Jesus, I, I think at last count, there was about 350 Westerns filmed in the desert around El Maria alone. And then north of Madrid, probably add about another, you know, 200 on top of that list, just filmed around Madrid or possibly around, um, you know, Basque country going across to Barcelona. But uh, I mean, that, that, that's a mind blowing figure. And me personally, I've only seen a small percentage of that. You know, I think I've seen about a hundred spaghetti Westerns and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm spouting off trivia about 500 spaghetti westerns, probably got to the point where you should just shoot me and leave me by the side of the road. Yeah, me- Mexico, man, I, I cannot wait to go back there. I mean, that it. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been to Cancun. I've never been to Mexico City. Oh, okay. So you've you've had the you've had the tour you've had the beach experience. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm a fucking tourist. You're the gringo. <laughs> well, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be gringos, but we'll have you know, the, the cool film kids hanging out with us as well. So we won't be so gringo-like. Uh, but Me- Mexico City is, man, it is an assault on the senses. I mean, I, I was conditioned to going to Manila. And by the time I got to Mexico City, I'd been to Manila about 20 times. So it it was, uh, I'm used to out-of-control megalopoli. Nothing compared to the the physical act of going through the massive band of pollution that covers Mexico city and, and to see the city laid out, um, you know, through the plane window, it, it's so huge that it's beyond comprehension. 
and then once you actually get on the ground, there's hardly any high-rise buildings. I mean, they're all like two or three-story buildings. How you can cram something like 30 million people into a city like that is is just beyond me. But it didn't take long for me to get my Mexico boots. And pretty soon, I was just jumping on a bus, jumping on a train, heading from one end of Mexico City to the other. And I thought, you know, it, this is actually a very visitor-friendly city, unlike Manila, which is, you know, ruled by the forces of chaos. Mexico City is a dream to navigate around compared to Manila. So you have the historical center. You've got the um, cultural south uh, called Coyoacan, where the Frida Kahlo house is, where the mummies of San Angel are. Very old, very Spanish area, uh, Spanish period, reasonably affluent area with lots of hipster vegan restaurants and that kind of thing. Um, and then you've got the industrial north, which again, I, I think that's closer to Manila than the rest of Mexico City. That's that's where you start getting into the badlands, where you go down the wrong street, you're going to end up in a plastic bag in pieces. You know what I mean? There's always that kind of slight element of danger in Mexico, as as there is in the Philippines and, and a lot of other countries. There are certain places you don't go down. And that's precisely why we have locals tapping me on the shoulder going, Andrew, no, I know you really want to go to uh, Santa Muerte exorcism, but no, even, even we don't go to that shit. And you're definitely not going in with your fucking camera <laughs> and waving your arms around going, isn't this amazing? <laughs> Do you have the dates all set for these? The first one, Spain is October 11th to 19th. And like I said, start off, you, you fly into Madrid, we pick you up. We then take care of you for the next eight days as we head down to the desert and run around the town that Carlos Simi made for once upon a time in the West. I, I don't know if you remember the, the Leone film, but there's this amazing shot where it goes from the station crane shot up over this bustling Western city that was made from scratch by Carlos Simi um, for the Leone film. Only about three brick buildings survive out of that town of 50 buildings. But to stand in that spot you know, where that film was made is, is for me, it's about as close to a religious experience as you're going to get. Of course, the, the town that they all, uh, that Simi also made for, for a few dollars more, um, mini Hollywood, that's in the mountainous part of Tabernas. We're going to be standing in that as well. Plus the Western town of Texas, Hollywood, where they made blind man with Ringo Starr and buddy go West with Bud Spencer, a whole bunch of others, but not as many as, mini Hollywood uh, from the sand dunes of Lawrence of Arabia and the, the rock from Conan, the barbarian. We then go back up to Madrid and North of Madrid where you will actually be able to stand in the cemetery, the recently unearthed sad hill cemetery from the good, the bad and the ugly. And part of the package deal is to get your name on a cross in that cemetery you will be part of Western history forever as a result of going on this trip. Mexico is a couple of days after that. I mean, you can come on both or do one or the other. Just, uh, you know, that's completely up to you. Mexico is October 21 to 29, just before Day of the Dead. 
the last thing I wanted to do was take everyone during, you know, October 31, November 1, and to have the entire city closed down for a four-day fiesta, thus getting absolutely nothing done. What we're going to do is be able to see Mexico City in preparation for the party of the year. And if you want to, uh, and, and we thoroughly recommend this, spend another couple of days and experience Day of the Dead Mexico style. But October 21 to 29, it's pickup in Mexico City. We spend a good deal of the eight days around Mexico City, either climbing up pyramids or going to the mass wrestling. Man, that, I, I don't know if they had that in Cancun, but man, it, it, when you go to Arena Mexico in the middle of Mexico City and you're surrounded by 14,000 Mexicans, all screaming ab- abuse at the Rudos. <laughs> and at, at one point when I went, there were 14 wrestlers in in the ring at the same time for an elimination match where they were throwing wrestlers, physically throwing wrestlers out of the ring one by one until there was only two left. Every time a guy would pick himself off the ground and walk back up the ramp of shame, there was a little three-foot wrestler uh, dressed as an Aztec eagle high-fiving them as they left the ring. And I think that is the moment where I completely lost my mind forever. (laughs) But uh, we're also going to the voodoo market, Sonora de de Mercado, where it's a one-stop city block for all of your black magic needs. Voodoo dolls, um, sacrificial animals, um, love potions, Santa Muerte statues, you name it. This is like, this is is another one of those once in a lifetime experiences where you walk into a place and everybody there is fully into the idea of magic and the occult. And it's a strange, strange place. I managed to take some film of it and you'll see you know, the, the footage that I took of the statue of Santa Muerte uh, in the um, promotional video. That was basically all I could take. I bought a voodoo doll, looked around for half an hour, and then thought, wow, this, this place is starting to give me the heebie-jeebies. My host was like, dude, I think we better leave. I'm starting to get freaked out, and I'm Mexican. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to spend an afternoon at the witchcraft market. Yeah, two days in Guanajuato, which, which uh, apart from housing the Mummy Museum, is this gorgeous um, colonial era mountain town, completely dominated by this uh, sort of 17th century university and about 200 churches, all set on the side of um, uh, two large mountains. And one of the films you have to watch before you come on Safari is Santo versus the Mummies of Guanajuato. It basically takes you on a, a, a on a travelogue before the mummies appear. And the the town I don't think has changed since the seventies, and it certainly hasn't changed since the seventeen hundreds. This is a time capsule of Mexican history and a, a place where Mexicans go to be tourists in their own country because it's so far removed from the rest of Mexico. Even after watching the, the movies for 20 years and being obsessed, uh, being completely obsessed by them, it still didn't match the reality of standing in Guanajuato and experiencing 
it. So one of those rare moments where reality actually exceeds expectations. So do you have prices all set for this yet? Yeah, it works out to uh, roughly 700 to 800 US for the tour. And the tour covers essentially everything um, except for plane fares to Spain or Mexico, food and accommodation. Uh, so all of the travel expenses is, is taken care of. You're going to be, you know, touring around in an air-conditioned van like a prince. <laughs> Not going to be carrying your bags for you. But, so air-conditioned van, entry to all of the um, various uh, screenings. When we're in Almeria, it's just in time for the final two days of the Almeria Spaghetti Western Film Festival. So we're going to cover that. All of the entries to museums and uh, 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 pyramids and that kind of stuff, all covered in the cost. And also you get, you know, a, a head full of arcane film knowledge, not just mine, but also my co-hosts who are all obsessed with the films of their own country. And I think the beauty of doing this is it, it's it's not just – our combined knowledge, but it will also be the combined knowledge of all of the people coming on the trip. We're all going to be able to contribute trivia and, and uh, you know, weird little facts and factoids about Westerns and Mexican B-films. And I think being able to hang out with a bunch of film freaks for eight days and kind of feeding off each other's shared passion, I really think that that's going to be um, one of the most special things that you will take away from it. It it will be like a gathering of the tribe. Yeah, so I'm doing a recce in Italy just before I go to Spain, tilling the ground for at least three different film safaris in Italy. I mean, we can basically do a Eurocrime one, a Fulci and Argento one, and a Gothic horror film safari just in Italy alone. Cambodia's in the bag, so is the Philippines. I'll be doing a film safari Philippines next year. And imagine going up the river to where Apocalypse Now was shot, going to the, the, the beach where the helicopters come in with the napalm and going to Wang Wang's grave, uh, sitting at the uh, sitting down to dinner with the one-armed executioner. This, this is the gift that keeps on giving, I think, the idea of going to film locations and absolutely soaking in not just the, the, the history, but also the reality of the, combining the two, combining your, your film DNA and the actual DNA of the place, fusing it together forever as part of you as, as a film uh, obsessive. That, I think, is one of the greatest things that you can ever do from my experience. So where can people go to get the information and to sign the contract and do all that stuff? And when should they do it by? Because we don't have a Kickstarter campaign with a, uh, a looming deadline, you know, with a 30-day cutoff saying book or else, or else nobody goes. The beauty of being able to do it via uh, email is we've got a couple of months to be able to do this. I, I would say cut off mm, maybe early September. If we don't have enough people by September, then we're not going to be going. The way to do it is go to the YouTube film. My email address is on the end of it or in the link underneath. 
send me an email and I'll send you the package out. You don't have to pay anything until we've got the seven or eight people lined up to go and then book your tickets, book your, your film safari tour and away we go. But we're not going to be taking money until we make sure that we actually have our core group ready to go. So there's a little, little bit of, um, little bit of uh, protection there uh, just so you're not handing money over and hoping to God that this happens. And I, I think not doing it by Kickstarter is, is uh, providing a little bit of wriggle room as well by not having this impossible deadline to meet and also not being an all or nothing proposition. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that doing it this way will actually work in our favor and uh, not be such an anxiety-ridden experience like doing search for Wang Wang back in 2013. I mean, that <laughs> almost killed me. Was that a uh, kookaburra that I was hearing in the background there? Yes, sir. I am pretty much in kind of like semi-forest area in <laughs> in coastal Queensland in Australia, and there are a shit ton of kookaburras here. Kookaburras, magpies, um, butcher birds, all kinds of Australian wildlife, but uh, none as cool as the kookaburra. Are you wearing your pith helmet now? Are you taking the pith? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, sh- I should be. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saving that for the trash uh, Sorry, the trash fest tour. I'm, a, I'm about to jump on a plane to Adelaide and um, take my, my mashup of you know crazy third world genre films um around the country uh starting with adelaide and then melbourne and sydney and got about 13 destinations around australia so wearing the pith helmet is going to be horribly familiar and um if we were doing this by video not a problem but man any chance to not (laughs) right now is a blessing i think well, if people do want to see you in a pith helmet and nothing else, they can go to the YouTube clip, which I will have available at projection-booth.com. So, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. It was a real pleasure talking with you again. Um, thank you, Mike, and hope that uh, we can get you on Safari sometime so you don't just have Cancun. It's just singular Mexican memory. After hearing all the stories of just how wonderful Mexico City is from all my readings about the making of Dune, I'm definitely there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think hanging out with David Lynch in Mexico would probably take the Mexican experience up to the next level of surreal, but uh, we'll do our best. Ha 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 ha!